This is the Iowa State Athletics SciCast. I'm John Walters. Today's SciCast is with former Cyclone linebacker Chris Washington, a basketball standout from Chicago. Washington was relatively new to football when he arrived at Iowa State, but he quickly developed into a great player and still holds the school record for career tackles. We hope you'll enjoy our visit with Chris Washington. Well, Chris, I want to start off kind of off the script here with something you talked about to the guys in there. Just mm-hmm. uh, You talked about how coming to Iowa State and, and having a scholarship to play football here really changed your life. I think you even went so far as to say saved your life. Um, it did. Tell me about that. Well, at the time, it was um, 1980. It was 1980 when the gangs were really fierce in Chicago at that time. And you were either being recruited or getting jumped on by someone. And... I was playing. I was playing black basketball mostly at that time, and there were actually guys that were looking out for us. We didn't understand it at the time, but there were guys that wouldn't allow us to stay at, at the playground where the where the shooting was about to occur. They would let us know, "Get out of here," or "You can't hang out with us." And we didn't, I didn't know why, but that was why. And and getting away from there, I came the first year at Iowa State. There were three or four friends, close friends of mine that went back to school after, you know, after break, spring break and for the summer, got shot and killed just, just being outside their home. So I stayed up, I stayed at Iowa State for over about a year and a half before I went back home. Wow. So, but it, it, was, it was a great experience. It allowed me to learn to communicate with everyone because you know, living on the south side in a, the ghetto at that time, so you don't get the exposure to people as much as you like. Even though, even though I live right down the street from the University of Chicago, it just helped me helped me quite a bit. You mentioned you were a really good basketball player and you were just playing basketball. You weren't playing yes. football until your senior year. Yes. Who specifically said to you, hey, you might want to give football a try? Or did you just kind of think to yourself, this is what I want to do? No, it was, uh, his name is J.W. Smith. He's my football coach, head football coach at uh, Percy L. Julian High School in Chicago. What he started doing right before the season, right when school first started, I was on the basketball court and he would bring a helmet and shoulder pads, and he would sit right at the end of the court. He would just sit there. He did it every day for about two or three weeks. And then he, he, he finally said, he said, I just want you to come out and just try it and see if you, can, you, know, see if you might like this. He said, I think you'd have a good chance of playing and being, you know, you'd enjoy it. So he did that. I went out and went out and tried out for the team, uh, was voted the captain for that year, and we had a great year. We, we won city championship, and it was, and it was great. And then I uh, got five or six uh, offers for scholarships, and I ended up choosing Iowa State because it was far away from home, far enough away from home, but close enough if I needed to get back there as well. But, I mean, you're talking, you're, you're not playing until your senior year. Yes. And then your sophomore year here, you're setting the all-time record, which still stands, yes. for tackles in a season. Mm-hmm. So, man, to go from not playing at all to being one of the best players in the Big Eight that was a pretty big jump in a two-year period. How did that happen? I wasn't thinking about that. I didn't even realize any of that until after the fact that they told me at the end of the year that you did this and you did that. And I said, oh, great. But I, I, enjoyed, I enjoyed playing football. I was learning every day. Coach Coyer, who was my linebacker coach at that time, he pushed me and pushed me and pushed me. He would keep me out there after practice, and he just worked with me. So he saw something in me, as well as my high school coach, J.W. Smith, Coach Corey took over that role when I came here, 
and uh, he helped me uh, quite a bit. And he was on my butt all the time, so I didn't have a chance to get in trouble because it was always it was football, you know, do my studying and you know, and going from there. So, now you trained in karate too when you were growing up. Yes. Correct. Yes. Did that help you at all in football? It did because it helped my confidence. Okay. I was uh, I was an only, I'm an only child. Again, that's another opportunity for gangs to get you into their surroundings because they know you're alone and and if you don't do this we'll threaten your mom or whatever and so I was dealing with that I mean on a daily basis and the worst thing that happened well two things happened one thing that happened I went to visit a friend who lived right down the street from me we're standing on the porch and all of a sudden you know you just start hearing shots he gets shot and he gets shot and killed and I just took off running I didn't go home because I didn't want anybody to run me home I ran, I don't know how far, I ran as far as I could, as long as I could, and came back and found out he, he had died. And um, uh, it just, uh, again, like I said, it was just a lot of traumatic things happened. The second thing that happened when a gang was chasing myself and two other friends one day, and we were just jumping from, we, we, we were jumping from roof to roof trying to get away. We were going to get down, and I, about from the, Second, not second floor, but a little bit lower. Anyway, we jumped out, the, jumped off the side of the building, and there was a nail. I didn't know there was a nail sticking out of the building. Came down when I landed. I felt something, but I kept running because I'm scared. I'm scared to death. We get to uh, someone's, one of our friends' home, and my friend said, "Oh man," he said, "Look at your leg. What had happened? There was a nail sticking out of the wall, and I went down, and it just cut. It just sheared the left side of my uh, my quad." And I never went to the hospital for it. We never got stitches for it. Luckily, never got infected. My mother beat the crap out of me when she found out about it, but because uh, I didn't say anything, because I didn't say anything about it, because I was afraid. So I just, I just kept that to myself. So it was just a lot of things like that. I was quiet. I, I, you know, I didn't, I didn't hang out. Didn't do drugs. Didn't do that. So I was lucky in that respect. But uh, it was just, it was just uh, a lot going on at that time. But again. Coming to Iowa State, maybe one black student in, in, in the class, so I had to learn. I had to learn how to communicate with everyone, and that helped me the most. You played with some good players here, some really good players. Yes. Uh, do you still stay in touch with some of those guys? Yes. Uh, Marcus Butts and I are very close friends. Dwayne Gilliard, Michael Wade, David Archer. Yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, a few guys. So yeah. we we we've stayed in touch over the years. Is that one of the best parts of it? Just being part of a team and, and those relationships that kind of last a lifetime. It is, and you said it, those, those relationships do last a lifetime. And you may not see each other or talk to each other on a regular basis, but it's only because you're just dealing with life, not because you didn't care or anything like that. But then when we get the opportunities to speak to one another, we, you know, we make the most of it. And most of the time, uh, it'll be a trip here, because I was so glad when I found out about the Hall of Fame. We started coming every year about that time, so we would meet up. Regardless of who was being inducted, whatever, we, we didn't really care about that. We're there because we, that was the chance we were going to make so we could see one another. Why did you want to come back this weekend? I called Lindsay, and she just happened to be putting together the program. She said, would you like to be a part of this? And I said, yes, I'd love to. And Lindsay has been wonderful yeah. as far as uh, keeping me up to date on what's going on. And I'm on the athletic board of directors for the athletic department, and I've been doing that for for three years, so I've enjoyed that, and that keeps me abreast of what's going on with the university automatically, so. Why, why do you want to stay connected like that? Because 
like I said, Iowa State saved my life. And not to be so dramatic or anything with someone else, but it means that much to me, and I enjoy it. And I want to let everyone else know how much I enjoyed it. Academically, uh, socially, everything, it was here. And I know you can have that anywhere else, but I had it happened for me here. And I want to let students and other athletes know that this is a great place to be, make it work, and uh, take advantage of the opportunity you have that they're giving you right now. And that was a great message you just had to the guys over there. Don't, don't let the opportunity slip away yes. because it's gone before you know it. Yes, uh, and you don't, we don't realize, and you know, now with, with, the, with the social media and everything, it takes one second. And that, that picture that you just took with that girl or doing something stupid is going to follow you the rest of your life. And that's what, people, that's what a lot of programs use now to evaluate you. It's not just your athletic ability, but how, what, is it, what else do you have going on the side? So you need to be aware of that. When you come back and you see what the stadium looks like now and everything around it, the football mm. building and everything, you were a part of building that yes. because of your success. Mm. Do you take some pride when you look around and see what it's become? I do, and I, watching the camaraderie w between the players, watching the stadium go up. I mean, when I first came, when I first came back, when they first done the first renovations down there, I was I was blown away and just uh, said, "But that's how it's supposed to be." We help where we can, and then the next group comes on and does their part, and it keeps going, and that's how the program grows and becomes successful and. I was so happy in watching that bowl game and watching them walk away with that. You kind of had to go prove yourself all over again yes. at the NFL level, too. Yes. And you had a very nice career. Tell me a little bit about just kind of the mentality that it took to be a long shot again mm -hmm. and overcome that, just like you did coming here and having success. And, you're, and, that's, and that's what helped me because I got drafted in the sixth round by Tampa, who hadn't been very successful. They were trying to build their program. And when I got there, I was, everyone kept telling me I'm too small, too small. The linebackers, you know, they come in different sizes, but they kept saying the same thing, you just, that you're just too small. And I said, okay. So, and Hugh Green was there that year. I was, on, I was on the second team. And on the third or fourth game of the year, Hugh Green is leaving practice with a friend. He just bought this brand-new Corvette. He's going over the uh, overpass, and for some reason, he lost control of the car hit the side and the car went airborne. I'm, I'm right behind them. And their coach is behind me and other players behind me. His car go, goes airborne and he goes into the ditch. We all jump out of our cars and run up there. And Hugh Green is landing, he's in the passenger side and he has a, a pipe going through his quad. He looked at me, he looked up at me and right at that moment he said, well, rookie, looks like you're about to start playing. I hope you're ready. He said, and that's what he said. And then I, I started for the next three, for the next three years. Like I said, then we got free agency and I went to San Francisco and I was lucky enough to be part of the Super Bowl 24 team. And then I went to Phoenix and then went back to San Francisco and then retired. And still, this was a great place and a great experience for me.